Welcome to the Beacon Broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon Broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com beaconbaptist.com The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. On yesterday's broadcast, we began examining the final two verses of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, where Paul continues to defend and explain his ministry, who he is, what he does, why he does it, how he does it. It's all explained in this in this book. And these last two verses of chapter 5 are very significant in that larger explanation, where Paul explains in verse 20 his commission, and in verse 21 his message. And what is he what is his commission? What what has he been charged to do? What has he been commissioned to do? And he tells us, verse 20, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. An ambassador, as we learned yesterday, is a commissioned representative of a monarch. A Christian ambassador, one who is an ambassador for Christ, is one who represents Christ to a foreign kingdom, namely this world that has become alienated from God, its maker. And when that ambassador speaks the message that he has been charged with speaking, it is God speaking through him. It's just the same as if God were speaking directly from heaven when an ambassador for Christ speaks the message that Christ has given to him to deliver. But as we also learned in the broadcast yesterday, God speaks in an amazingly tender way. Now, not always, but frequently and initially. And that's what Paul is talking about here. And we'll get to that after I welcome you to this Tuesday, January 3 edition of the Beacon Broadcast. And thank those whose financial gifts keep us teaching on this station. How does God speak? In what manner does he speak? Well, here's how it's described. We are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. There's a description of the manner of God speaking through Paul. We implore you on Christ's behalf. There's another word to describe the manner. It's it's really quite amazing. God is speaking passionately. He's speaking pleadingly. We could even accurately say he is begging with people. Some would find that objectionable. God doesn't beg. Well, yes and no. There are times when he does, when he pleads tenderly. And this is one of those descriptions. 
as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf. And what does God implore them with? He implores them to be reconciled to God. That's it. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Now, let's look at that phrase carefully. It is a rather interesting and in some ways strange construction, but it is, for you grammar buffs, a passive imperative. It is an imperative. It's a command. But he doesn't say, reconcile yourselves to God. It's not active. It's passive. It's a command. But it is not a command for you to reconcile yourselves to God. It is a command to be reconciled to God. In other words, in one way of speaking, it would be correct to say it is a command to do what you cannot do. Wait a minute. But, and another way of looking at it, it is a command to yield to Christ and embrace what God has done on behalf of sinners. That's the point. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Yield yourselves to the work of reconciliation that God has done through the incredible sacrifice of his own son on behalf of fallen sinners. And there are two responses to that. There are those who are hostile or indifferent. Indifference is just a uh, a lower level of of negativity. So there are those who are negative to the message. Maybe I'll put it that way. And negativity can be can run the gamut of open hostility, shaking your fist openly at God, the militant atheist who rails against God, or it can slide to the under, other end of the scale where it just ignores, is indifferent to these pleadings to these, this imploring of God speaking through his ambassador. But a negative response is going to bring down the judgment of God. God will not always plead. He will not always implore. He will not always tenderly entreat. But he does do that. But for those who reject that and harden their hearts against it and refuse to receive the message of God that comes to them through ambassadors whom God has commissioned as his representatives to speak to people upon the earth. And those who will not yield to that, there's there's the negative response, there's the positive response. The positive response is to yield. You can't reconcile yourself to God because you can't reach up to heaven but heaven reaches down to you. Will, you. will you take hold of the hand that reaches down to you from heaven? You can't cross the gap. You can't build a, a bridge from one side of the canyon to the other to bridge this gap that exists between you, the sinner, and the holy God. 
There's no way that you can cross that chasm. But God has bridged that chasm. Will you step onto the bridge that God has built? Will you be reconciled to God? Will you yield to Christ and embrace what God has done in Christ Jesus for hell-deserving, guilty, vile sinners, guilty, vile, and wretched we, spotless Lamb of God was he, full atonement, can it be? Hallelujah! What a Savior! And so, God, through his ambassadors, commands us to be reconciled to God. So, question number one, what is an ambassador? He is a commissioned representative of a monarch. Number two, what is a Christian ambassador? He is one who represents Christ to a foreign kingdom through whom God speaks his own word to men and speaks in tender and imploring tones to respond to what he has done, the salvation which he has secured through Christ Jesus. But there's a third question, and that is, who is a Christian ambassador? We know it's Paul. He's describing his ministry and his commission here. But he doesn't say, now I am an ambassador for Christ, as though God were pleading through us or through me. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. He says, now we are ambassadors for Christ. We. So who is included in that plural pronoun, we? Well, some will say this is just Paul using polite language, courtyard language, magisterial language. There are people, I I have a, a pastor friend who generally speaks in that way. When he says, I have I'm going so and so, so so and such a place to preach. He will usually say, "We are going to preach in Tennessee next week." We are, and I might say, "Oh, is your wife going with you?" No, I'm going alone. So it's not we are going; it's you are going. But he just uses that language. It's it's a it's a manner of speaking that is called the magisterial we. It's a polite way of speaking, or at least was thought to be a polite way at certain times of society. But, number one, I've never been convinced that Paul does that. We do find him using the plural pronoun a lot, and some people think he's doing the magisterial magisterial act. (laughs) That's not what I want to say. The magisterial form of speaking but I, I've come to the conclusion myself in my own study of God's Word that when he says we, he has somebody else in mind. And in this case, that's, that's um, incontrovertible because of the plural of the, of the word ambassador. When he says, now then, we are ambassadors. He doesn't say we are an ambassador. That would be a clear use of the magisterial we, wouldn't it? But that's not what he says. He doesn't say, now, 
then I am an ambassador, I singular, ambassador singular. He doesn't say, now then, we are an ambassador, a magisterial we, but clearly singular in mind, because the noun ambassador would be singular, but it's not, it's plural. So he says, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. And because we have both the plural pronoun and the plural noun ambassadors, we know he's speaking about others. But the question is, who else is included in this term ambassador? Who else has been a commission, commissioned by Christ to be a representative, to be an ambassador for Christ? Is this Paul and his missionary team? Possibly. Is this Paul and all faithful preachers of God's Word? Possibly. Is this Paul and all other Christians, true born-again believers? Very possibly. It is this, and we can just say this and have to leave it there because we can't answer those last couple of questions definitively. We can just be certain that he's talking in plural terms. But we can say all who are commissioned to represent Christ are ambassadors like Paul. Paul's commission is their commission. Or I am very inclined to say Paul's commission is our commission. It's like the Great Commission. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Who is that to? Is that only to apostles? Is that only to preachers? Is that only to people with a certain spiritual gift? Or is that a commission to every Christian to participate in some way in this commission? That's the way I view it, and that's the way I view this. Every Christian is a representative, a commissioned representative of Jesus Christ, an ambassador through whom God speaks. And when God speaks, you better listen. I remember a commercial years ago, when E.F. Hutton speaks, people listen. Well, when God's messenger speaks, you had better listen. May God help you to do so. Until tomorrow, Greg Barkman saying good day. May God give you his eternal peace.